Thank you for everyone who does service in this meeting. It's so good to be here. And um, yeah, such a gift to speak and to know so many of you. Um, wow, I feel all of a sudden super humbled to be speaking again. <clears throat> um, I've been thinking a lot about, I was talking to a fellow this week who reflected back something I had shared about white knuckling and like laying down the sword. And so I think I'm gonna to talk today about that. I think that there's no theme. So I'll, I'll weave in step three, tradition three, and also the step that I'm just finishing, which is step 10 in, an, in another program, but I feel it's really happening to me. So, um, hi, my name is Olali. I am a grateful member of OA um, in recovery from compulsive eating. And I get to show up and do this program one one day at a time. Um, and when I talk about white knuckling, it's really this feeling that I'm holding on so tight to everything in my life that my knuckles get white and I like start to like pinch my skin. And that is really sums up like my relationship, mm, not to food my whole life, but when I started to feel like life was unmanageable, um, probably when I started, like moved out of my house and was in college and thought that the way, and it even started a little earlier, but it was really the way that I thought to make life manageable was to be perfect and was to achieve and that would give me meaning. And then when I would fail or come short of my expectations is when I would lose faith and lose perseverance and succumb to compulsive addictive behaviors. Um, a big one of which uh, like was compulsive eating and undereating. And um, it got to be where I was having long periods of restricting and then intense periods of binging and the long periods of restricting got smaller and smaller and the big periods of binging got longer and longer and I kept thinking well if I just get the right job as long as I just graduate college or if I just get out of this relationship then I'll feel better and then when I did do those things I didn't actually feel better and I would still at the slightest anything going not quite right to my perfectionistic mind would slip into um, an uncontrollable binge and it was that that sort of brought me to my knees and brought me to 12 step, um, which has opened the door for so much healing. And my journey in 12 step, as many of you know, started with still working this program with my knuckles super clenched. My hands just clenched on like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this perfectly. I'm just going to fix this problem. Just like, tell me what to eat. Where is the diet? Like, where's the plan? Like, tell me the checklist. Like, great. There's like tools of recovery. I'm going to do them all every single day so intensely. And it didn't really work. I like ended up restricting a lot. I stopped getting my period for like six to eight months. Like I was not doing, and I felt like a crazy person. Um, And I was still eating when I wasn't hungry. I was trying to finish these portions that were too big for me. I was super restrictive around any sort of fruit or sugar at all. I was like not eating whole food groups. Um, 
and still slipping and having binges. So that wasn't working. And that's sort of what laid the groundwork. And some of you, uh, my first sponsors, my first sponsor and my current sponsor are both in this meeting. And so both of you know <laughs> intimately and helped me through this because it's not like a me program. It's not like, and then I figured it out. It's like, I came to this meeting, you know, at St. John's like crying, like just not knowing what to do and listen to you all. And that's like, and ask questions and got a sponsor. And that going from being like, I have to figure this out to like, whoa, like maybe I can't figure this out was like the first time. That's like, that's like my step three. That's like laying down the sword being like, okay, I actually like, instead of like, how do I win this fight? It's like, maybe I don't actually have to fight. And that is in itself, you know, something that in step 12, they say we practice these these steps in all of our affairs or something like that. Um, and I'm seeing how now I, I still have these urges to pick up the sword, to fight against life on life's terms. And then, you know, the maintenance steps, steps 10, 11, and 12, they say it's just a practice for how to let it put the sword down again. And for me, putting the sword down meant food is not a moral issue. What I eat or don't eat does not have any bearing on me as a person. It means accepting and loving my mom and my grandmother and my other family members who also have this disease, because this is a family disease, um, and forgiving myself for having this disease. And it meant when I wanted to control food, taking that and taking that sort of obsession and putting it down so that I could pick up my, the hand of my higher power, basically. And that the hand of my higher power has looked like the ocean. It's looked like a tree. It's looked like you all in program. It's looked like so many different things. And I think what, what that hand look like looks like doesn't really matter as long as it's this feeling of something, not even this feeling, this like belief that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity because I thought that I just had to be good enough and that would restore me to sanity. And so um, I have the 12 and 12 of OA and I it's month three. And I've been looking through step three and I want to read a couple parts because I feel like it's really this making this decision is like really the, the framework for how I live my life differently these days. And sometimes I'm still totally like, oh my gosh, life is overwhelming. I get lost in the weeds. I'm thinking about my body. But most days, especially around food, it's not really an issue. And that is like beyond my wildest dreams. And that is possible only through this program and through working the steps diligently. Um, so step three, <clears throat> it reads, from now on, we let go of our preconceived notions about what is right for us. When faced with choices, 
we earnestly seek guidance from our higher power. And when that guidance comes, we act on it. Oh, and here's another one. We have found that when we give up self-will regarding food and completely turn our lives over to our higher power, we receive all kinds of guidance. And this feels like so key. I, I feel like so often I've been like, ah, oh, I like don't belong in OA. I work, you know, I don't, I don't have a, a food plan in the way that other people, you know, I'm like, I'm unique. And then I read this and I'm like, this is like, the, this is the shit that I do, you know, like this is what we do and it might look different. And we get to have that. We like, we get to have different programs in different recovery. That's like the gift of the traditions of like, ah, um, and and I feel like I really, I needed this of being like, okay, what if it wasn't me that needs to solve this? Like, what if it wasn't me that has the answers? And that even feeling that I feel this like um, softening because it's like, when I, how do I say it? it's like, I think before coming into program, I really thought that like I had to be the one and knowing that I'm not alone and that I can just earnestly seek guidance and like what that means of like getting quiet and listening and pausing and slowing down and being present and feeling things that might be uncomfortable and that that that's a way forward to power is like no one taught me that <laughs> you know um and yeah the i feel like the i want to say what the gifts of the program are but i feel like i'm like missing the part where it's like um that it's not like an overnight thing. And it's also not like a, if you do this, then this will happen. It's like, sometimes I still feel, yeah, and I feel like I said this, but sometimes I still feel crazy and it can be really overwhelming to be like, oh, I'm back here again. But the steps, especially the maintenance steps, they're just guides to help us work the steps over and over. And the step one of being like, oh, I'm, power like I'm still powerless over food and I still rely on a higher power in decisions around food and I'm still have liabilities <laughs> like thinking that I'm recovered or thinking that I'm fine and then and then I might get a little bit like unmindful or eating when I'm not hungry or um thinking that I don't need to come to meetings or thinking that when I am in meetings that I don't need to be super present. And then I start to not feel good, <laughs> basically. And the promises say that, um, that we get to be happy, joyous, and free. And I notice that when I'm not happy, joyous, and free, it's usually because I've strayed from program. Um, 
And I used to beat the shit out of myself for that. And now I think because it's just this like one day at a time program. I mean, sometimes I still do, but generally I think of that as like a, a little, like, I don't know, maybe it's like a, a like a dinner bell. I'm being like, Oh, it's time. Or like a canary in the, in the mind, like any sort of like little like reminder, like, Hey, like remember. Um, and and that feels like huge recovery instead of being like, how come you weren't X, Y, or Z? But that's that's even still, it's like I'm taking out the sword and fighting with myself um, and trying to just like white knuckle through to be like, I can do everything and I don't need program. And oh, it's just, um, it's, humbling and a beautiful thing to not in this program there's some of us who've been here for so long and yet we have no experts and that in fact we really focus on the newcomer and bringing in the newcomer and focusing on their experience because it's not just like wow my life is great look at me you know it's not like that like weight loss thing where it's like look at these people who got it it's like how can we like help other compulsive eaters? And my partner said like heal people, heal people or like hurt people, hurt people, which take what that of you want. It's certainly not program um, literature or whatever, but I think that there's something to be said of like how much um, good we can bring by cleaning up our side of the street over and over and over again. And that that clears the way. So then when I'm responding, I'm not responding from a triggered place so that I'm available. Um, and I know, and I, and what's happened since coming to program basically is that I have so much more space in my life to think about other shit than food. Like, and I, have applied this sort of surrender and reliance on higher power to, to different aspects of my life. And, and it's a, it's a miracle. And I didn't think it's like way beyond my wildest dreams, which were to be like thin and perfect and successful. I'm like, I actually have like meaningful relationships. And like, I learned that I actually have anxiety that like, I didn't know because I would always compulsively eat. And so I never felt those feelings. And so now I actually get to feel what the discomfort is and get to address that without numbing out every time. And that's a gift of like, yeah. And like, oh. um, and I, it feels related to this tradition three, um, which let me flip to really quick of the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. And I think that that's what, the fact that we can keep coming back without having to get anywhere allows for this process to happen, allows for this process to happen to me. Rather than feeling like it's goal oriented. And at the same time, that allows me to like, be like, okay, I actually belong. 
like I don't need to worry if I belong or not. Then I can focus on like, what the hell do these steps even mean? Like, what does that mean to turn my will over to a higher power? Like, what does that feel like to feel my higher powers, like into, to feel my intuition, to feel that like, yes, please go eat a snack or like, no, thank you. Like, that's not good. Or like to try something and be like, I don't like this. Or to try something and be like, wow. Um, or to be really enjoying something and be like, this is so great. If I keep eating, I'm going to get a stomach ache. And to be able to feel my higher power with me to guide those decisions in all matters around food. And that is like, can o- I, I feel it can only happen by being like, feeling safe, safety. And safety comes from anonymity. Safety comes from the way that we run our meetings so that everyone gets a share. Um, the way that we don't have crosstalk. Like in some ways I'm like, wow. Like, I, I feel like I can always go to this, like, I'm not like these people, like I'm different. And then I come and I'm like, actually like, not really. And that I think is safety. And in that, like, we get to have access to, like, a shift in perspective. Um, From being like, I have to do this on my own. Nobody understands me. To, okay, maybe I'm not alone. Maybe other people have experienced this too. Maybe there is a a way through it. Maybe I don't have to run away. And that honestly is like, yeah, me coming to these rooms was the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, By far. And like, if it means having an eating disorder to get into these rooms, I'll take it. Because like this program freaking is a miracle. And yeah, if if you're in these rooms and you feel like a newcomer or if you're in these rooms and you're like, oh, I should get a sponsor or what are the steps or any of those sorts of questions of feeling like, what is this program or feeling like you've been in this program a long time, but still feeling disconnected or like it's not working. Um, just that like there's space for you and that we don't have to force solutions or figure things out. Um And yeah, just wrapping up that a lot of space opens up when we're not fighting um, and we're not forcing to figure what I need to eat for dinner so I'm okay. Um, And that this program is gentle and loving and that like, yeah, I have so much love for all of you and like have felt held by the love that you all have for me. Uh, um I think that's it. <laughs> Thanks y'all.